Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, they're all rallying. We are looking at a record right now for the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Russell 2000 also at a record. Treasuries rallying, the dollar retreating after Fed Chair Janet Yellen signaled that the Federal Reserve will not rush to tighten monetary policy as inflation remains persistently below target. And a Federal Reserve survey, the Beige Book, shows economic growth in recent weeks ranged from, quote, slight to moderate across the U.S. Central Bank's regional districts as wages and inflation remain generally subdued. And speaking of the Fed chair, one of the big questions for investors is just who might succeed Janet Yellen. One name that has surfaced is that of Gary Cohn, director of the National Economic Council. Bruce Kasman is chief economist of J.P. Morgan Securities. He doesn't have any experience in monetary policy, hasn't talked about the issues. He's clearly experienced in financial markets. Uh, he's clearly someone who has experience as a manager, uh, but he doesn't have any experience in this space, and we don't really know uh, how he's going to perform. Uh, recognizing, of course, that the Fed is not a one-man show. Uh, the Fed is a committee, uh, and there's a lot of other people there who are well-trained and experienced in setting monetary policy. Well, the 10 year up 10.30 seconds yield there, 2.32%. Gold up 4.80 the ounce to 12.19, up 4 tenths of 1%. West Texas Intermediate Crude up 1% now, 45.50 a barrel. Well, Carol Masser was out shopping yesterday. Amazon.com said its third annual Prime Day sales event was the biggest day ever for the e-commerce giant. Revenue surpassing traditional retailing blowouts like Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Amazon shares, they're up now by 1.2% at 1,631. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. My husband, Charlie, is now calling. I can't believe you. I thought you were my buddy. Busted. Busted. All right, Charlie Pellet, thank you, I think, for that. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Just move on up. All right, we're moving and shaking in the Bloomberg 1130 studio. We've got uh, Danny Berger with us, markets reporter at Bloomberg News, along with Carl Wickedon, our chief U.S. economist at Bloomberg Intelligence, our in-house group of analysts. Uh, Danny, I want to start with you because you had a story uh, about momentum, moving on, moving up. Right, I indeed did. So this is a story essentially about strategies uh a lot of systematic traders use, but basically the idea is find the trend and run with it. So in equities, that means you find the stocks that went up the best over the past 12 months, you buy them, you find the ones that did the worst over the past 12 months, and you short them. Super popular strategy. Uh, so it's been, it was a little bit rocky because when you think about stocks that have done the best, it was tech. And you'll remember, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had that pretty brutal uh, tech sell-off. But momentum is back in full force uh, over the past week. It's done the best it has in over a year. Uh, talk to folks at BlackRock, various other asset managers who believe that this trend is here to stay. So that's going to continue to be a good strategy. Uh, just thought it was an interesting, to po- yeah. interesting thing to point out because – you can really only say that about stocks right now. Every other asset class, trends are choppy. Things are all over the place. Uh, the Fed not helping with that. Uh, and central banks 
certainly uh, as a whole. But in uh, equities, momentum's still going strong. Remember when we were saying like the momentum trade in equities was dead? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did it so long ago? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe tomorrow we'll be saying it's dead. But for it's- now. It looks good. Well, and tomorrow, is it tomorrow we get some more testimony from Janet Yellen? Yes, indeed. Day two. Day two. Bring your popcorn. Uh, we did hear from Janet Yellen, Fed Chair. I always love hearing from her. Um, dovish tone. Relatively dovish tone, yes. Uh, policymakers are uh, uh, pondering what's happening on the inflation front. So they uh, initially uh, have been uh, writing off uh, the inflation weakness as uh, transitory and due to just a couple of idiosyncratic factors. Uh, and now uh, they're still clinging to those factors, but they're also starting to wonder maybe if there's not a broader problem. After all, wage pressures are not turning higher. Uh, and uh, if we look beyond those idiosyncratic, and I put that in quotation marks, uh, factors. He made uh, the gestures, everybody. Made the, the he made the gestures. There you go. Um, we're seeing more broad There's one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Exactly. Um, uh, that was very Victor Borga of you, by the way, <laughs> for, for our older listeners. Victor Borga. Um, wow. uh, but the Fed is pondering, uh, you know, if inflation, uh, you know, is is going to move towards its two percent objective, because they are missing the mark pretty substantially does, right now. What does that mean, Carl? When the Fed is like, I don't know. That means that uh, potential. That that means that that same shoulder shrug or that same level of uncertainty uh, also applies to their uh, prescribed policy path. So they're telling you the balance sheet unwinds probably happening this year, uh, as long as the economy operates uh, in line with their expectations. Well, their expectations is for uh, inflation to be higher than it is currently at. Uh, so uh, this raises question marks. Uh, I don't think we derail the balance sheet policy, but I do think that there's a significant downside risks to one more hike this year and three hikes next year. Uh, it certainly seems like this is a change and that, that even the, the, the minutes that we saw just a week ago uh, suggested that the data they were seeing they weren't taking seriously, but she is taking it seriously today. She's taking it a little bit more seriously and uh, look, you know, tying that into the Beige Book uh, details, which were out at uh, 2 p.m. Uh, if you're talking about an economy that's expo- uh, expanding, uh, I believe they said slight to moderate pace, right. slight to moderate economic growth does not generate faster inflation than what we've been seeing. Uh, on top of that, it uh, also acknowledged uh, tepid uh, wage pressures. Raising my hand, if I was e- asking the economics professor. Um, I could hear that too. Anyone, anyone, Bueller. <laughs> anyone, Bueller, Bueller. Borga. Masser. <laughs> Borga. <laughs> oh, my God. Danny's going to walk out any minute. Um I do wonder, though. She's on YouTube right now trying to find out who <laughs> yeah. Borga She's like was. Googling Borga. Borga. <laughs> um, is it good to some extent that things are moving kind of slowly, that the Fed doesn't have to all of a sudden start raising rates quickly, that it gives, I don't know, we're kind of spoon-feeding everything coming off of the crisis. And so I know it's 10 years, but it, you know what I mean? Like that they don't have to do any jarring oh, moves? A- absolutely, as long as they don't make any jarring moves. So, uh, you know, economic cycles don't die of old age. They die of imbalances developing. And when you're growing slowly, you're much less likely to develop those imbalances, whether it's too many workers or asset bubbles or inflation pressures or wage pressures or too yeah. many houses being built, uh, like we saw in the last cycle. When you are growing at a slow and steady pace, then uh, the economy is less likely to become uh, 
imbalanced and therefore less likely to slide into a downturn. But that assumes that the Fed does not over tighten policy. Now, you know, over these last few years, we're growing at that 2% pace and we're getting one hike per year. Right. Now, suddenly this year, we're looking at three rate hikes plus the start of the balance sheet unwind. Growth hasn't accelerated. Inflation hasn't accelerated. And so this raises questions. Can we really endure a significant increase in the dosage? Danny, come on in. Yeah, on I, I mean, I just the the idea of of moving slow. I mean, that's really, really what the stock market wants to hear. I mean, if so, if you're looking to buy stocks right now, I mean, by a lot of measures, valuations are rich. Yellen has even said as much. So, uh, the rationale for being will for for being willing to buy at such a high valuation, a lot of that sort of lies at Janet Yellen's feet. I mean, if, if she is going to quickly raise rates, if, if, uh, you know, if the Fed is moving more hawkishly, it becomes harder to justify those high PE ratios. Now, on the other hand, if she does move slowly, if we do get a gradual uh, raise of rates, that allows investors to concentrate on other things. It allows them to concentrate on earnings, for example. Um, and a lot of people expect those to look good, though I, I would note, um, you know, the our Bloomberg, our Bloomberg survey of equity analysts right now, uh, the t- year-end target is actually four points below where the S&P is this mm. afternoon. Let us not forget, Carol, we're in slow growth territory. We're also in uncharted policy territory. Right. No major central bank has embarked on quantitative tightening or balance sheet unwind, so we don't know what the ramifications will be. And in the spirit of Victor Borgal, and that with an exclamation point, <laughs> Oh my god! That was him doing a chromatic scale up to the top of the ivory keys and then falling off the edge of the piano bench in Victor Borgia you know, style. Pick him up it. off the floor. That was Carl Riccadonna. We do it all here. We do it all. Good lord! And Danny Berger rushing to YouTube to find her Victor. I will put some Victor Borg on my Twitter account. I will not. Right now. now let's get Look a check first. on your latest world of national news headlines with Nathan Hager in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. We will not talk of Victor Borga anymore. You know, there are enough Victor Borga commercials. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. President Trump's picked head of the FBI, Christopher Wray, has appeared before the Senate Judiciary Committee. It is the first public step toward his confirmation. Bloomberg's Irv Chapman has the very latest on that. Ray anticipated he'd be asked to promise that he would ignore pressure from the Trump administration, notably relating to the Russia probe. I would consider an effort to tamper with Director Mueller's investigation to be unacceptable. There's only one right way to do this job, and that is with strict independence and certainly without regard to any partisan political influence. Ray said he's not been asked, nor would he ever offer a commitment of loyalty to the White House. Irv Chapman, Bloomberg Radio, Washington. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has got to pull it off when it comes to health care. That is what President Trump told the Reverend Pat Robertson in an interview that will air on the Christian Broadcasting Network tomorrow. McConnell hopes to introduce a revised replacement for the Affordable Care Act tomorrow. He can afford to lose only two Republicans. We've seen the president occasionally tweeting about it, talking about, uh, you know, the need for Republicans to pass this, even if it means delaying the August recess. McConnell has already decided to do that for the Senate. But uh, in terms of the details, from everything I understand and from what my sources tell me, uh, President Trump has been pretty hands-off. Bloomberg National political reporter Sahil Kapoor. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. In Washington, I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg.